discover the inherent power of God in you. Whether there are challenges or not, we are still the same. We are constant. God is constant. God does not change. And that is the life that we have received. He says Jesus Christ is the same yesterday, today, and forever. That is the same life we have also received. We are also the same yesterday, today, and forever. What kind of life? We, we, we are the same because we have the same life with Christ. So when you think about God, think about you. Because everything he is, that is why he told Abraham, he said, I am your, your exceeding great reward. God gave himself as a reward to Abraham. And we are the seed of Abraham. Therefore, we have inherited God himself. Listen to Pastor Oti Boateng as Christ is magnified in you. Hallelujah. Give the Lord a shout. Glory. Are you excited to be in the house of God? Hallelujah. You may kindly take your seats wherever you belong. In heavenly places where you belong, not wherever you belong. <laughs> wow. I'm glad to be in the house of God. Amazing. Anna. Anna. I've been sharing on Anna in the last... Uh, I think this is the fourth message on it, isn't it? Have you been blessed? Since I started talking about this all-important subject. Yeah. Father, thank you for this morning. Thank you that your Holy Spirit is here with us. Thank you for your gracious ministry of the word and the gracious ministry of your spirit that are working practically in our midst this morning, even in Jesus' name. Thank you that our hearts and our minds are open to receive your word. Receive your word with meekness, with gladness. Thank you for utterance from your spirit. Thank you that your word is mixed with faith in us. Therefore, we are fruitful and multiplied in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Yes. So, Anna. Anna. Say Anna. Anna. So, what have you learned so far? Anybody to tell me what he or she has learned so far about Anna? Because it is the key. Anna is the key. It's the key to having the anointing of God work in your life. It is. It is the key. Say it is the key. It is not a key. It is the key. You will be surprised. Do you know why Elisha got Elijah's mantle? How many of you know? The Bible says that here is Elisha, the son of Shaphat, who poured water on the hands of Elijah. So Elisha was a businessman who had 12 yoke of oxen. He had 12 oxen. He had cows that were bulls that were working for him in his farm. Yes, 12 bulldozers in, in modern times that were working in his farm. Everything was fine. And Elijah came and put his mantle on him. And he said, oh, let me, let me go and... Tell my people before I, I follow. He knew what it meant. He knew that it meant to follow Elijah. And he started following Elijah. And he moved from being a businessman to become someone who serves water and pours water on the hands of the man of God. Yeah. Sometimes we come to church and some people don't want to do some things. Because you have, listen, you have to, you have to change that thing. In the house of God, we are all the same. 
We are all, there's no, there's nothing like you are bigger than somebody and so you can't do some things. You see our toilet. Have you seen our toilet? I, I don't like the way our toilet is, is in shape, the state in which it is. You see? But I may not be able to go and, go and scrub it. I don't mind. I've scrubbed a toilet in this church before. Not once, not twice. In Love Economy Church. As a full church, I used to scrub. Yeah, it's, there's not a problem. Do you see? Someone will go and use their toilet and will wee on all the seats and expect that somebody else will come and use it. Slap your neighbor and ask your neighbor, what is wrong with you? Are you okay at all? Why? Who, who should serve you? Oh, do you like my message or don't like my message? Who should serve you? The Bible says you should submit one to another. Ephesians chapter, 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 uh, chapter 5, verse 22. Submitting yourselves one to another. If you are full of the Holy Spirit, one of the cardinal things that happens is that you become submissive, you become obedient, you become someone who honors the other. Do you see? And, and, and things that the other person thinks in a certain way about the other person. You will not leave the toilet in a, in a bad shape. You've, you've used the toilet, you've pooped, and there are skid, what's it called? This skid, skid marks. Uh -huh. There are things inside the poopoo, and you have left it for the other person to come and inherit <laughs> your, your wastes. Oh, it's like you don't like, it's as though you were not expecting me to talk about what I'm talking about this early morning. Enough fine. Enough, who should come and, who should come and clean it? Meanwhile, there's something there that you are supposed to use to clean the thing. And you leave it and then... Uh, uh, oh! <laughs> Tell anybody, you are not bigger than anybody here. Nobody has been called to serve you. We are all called to serve one another. Yes. We must learn to honor each other. And respect each other. Do you see? We must learn to even honor... like. Let, let me show you Philippians chapter chapter two. Let's read um, from verse one. Philippians two from verse one. Elisha was pouring water, serving. He was serving the servant of God, and because of that, you see, all the sons of the prophets called Elisha. Uh, uh, they, they, they said, they told Elisha, "Do you know that your master?" Will be taken away from you not from not long from now. Yeah, they all knew that he was a servant to Elijah. Meanwhile, they were all sons of the prophets, but they were not doing some servants' things. Oh, yeah, they were all big men and big women. So the anointing was very far away from them. Wow. I see what I'm talking about. If you don't go down, you can't go up. If you stand in an, in an elevator. If you notice, it goes down. It goes down before it goes up. Is it true? You 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 have a dip. You go down a little before you go up. If you don't go down, you can't go up. So have the the heart of a servant. Have that Jesus said, "I'm amongst you as one who serves." He washed the feet of the disciples. We must wash one another's feet. What that means is that we must learn to serve one another. We must learn to honor one another. If you feel that you are bigger than somebody, then there's a very big problem. We shouldn't have a church that has cliques and groups of big men and big women. People who feel they are, they are more important than others. 
and so they must be treated in a certain way or they, they don't want other people in their company if you are like if you think like that you are sick you are spiritually sick i tell you yeah one of our i i saw something some years ago one of our ladies in church she said she said something we're having a conference we're having a meeting and she said something to the effect that those of us who are uh you were there were you there yeah, those of us who are it's like those of us who are uh, big people, how do we go about those who are not? I said, I spoke for two hours. <laughs> it's like she 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 just no 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 me. How do you say that in English? She was tickling me. Hey, what do you mean? What do you mean by you are you are something than somebody? Eh? Luke twenty two twenty seven. For whether is greater, he that sitteth at meat or he that serveth, is not he that sitteth at meat, but I am among you as he that serveth. I am among you as he that serveth. Look at that verse. Next verse, verse 28. Ye are they which have control with me in my temptations. Then he goes on and on. He says, I am amongst you as someone who serves. Even Jesus came and served. You must serve. You must serve your, your brother. You must serve your sister. You must think nice thoughts about your brother and your sister. Yeah. You must not think you are something more than the other person. It is not honor. The Bible says that in honor we must prefer one another. So it's important we honor each other. It's important we respect each other. If I respect, the one you respect, you can't insult. Yes. The one you honor, you can't, you can't insult. I've never insulted my wife. We've been married for nine years. I've never insulted her. We've never had, look at your big head, your, your big buttocks, your this one, this one. We've never had that. Hey. Yeah, it can also be an insult, I tell you. Hmm? Be kindly, Romans chapter 12, I said, be kindly affectioned one to another with brotherly love. In honor, preferring one another. Let, let's read uh, maybe message or amplified. Anyone, any of them is fine. Do you like my message? Sometimes you read the Bible and you, you may jump all these things. But they are all in the Bible. They are all there. Yes. You see, I have learned through the ministry of the Holy Spirit to honor even children. Yes. Because if a child is born again, that child has eternal life and has the Holy Spirit in him or her. If I dishonor that child or maltreat that child, I am maltreating the Holy Spirit in her. And hence, my personal fellowship with the Holy Spirit will be affected. This is what the Holy Spirit has taught, has taught me. Yes. So I even I don't joke with children. Yes. If they are born again, especially. I mean, you can't, you can't, they are very precious. Jesus said the kingdom of God is for such. You'll be surprised that some people will be rejected, some adults will be rejected, and children will be allowed. Yes. Romans 12, 26, uh, amplified. Love one another with brotherly affection as members of one family. Giving precedence and showing honor to one another. So we must show honor to one another. We must show respect to one another. How can you fight your brother or your sister in the house of God? Say we are one family. Why are you fighting? Oh, go away. Who do you think you are? You are fighting over a boy. You are fighting over a girl. Yeah. Planning all kinds of plans. Planning to do harm to somebody. It's, it's a clear sign that the Holy Spirit is not inside you. Wow. Do you like my message or you don't like my message? 
And it starts with how you treat people in the in the in the watch. How you leave the bathroom. Are you seeing what I'm talking about? How you leave the bathroom. When you are going, how do you leave? They will come and who are the day? Who are the day who will come and clean it? Ask your neighbor who is who is the day? Who are the, are you the day? Well, you are leaving the there's no water in there in the system to flush the toilet. And then you just put the thing, you just cover it. Who should who? Who? Go and look for water. Ask. Ask the closest usher. Charlie, I need water. What is happening inside there? It's not, I need water to, to do some things. That is how you should do it. Who should flush your toilet? One day I used the washroom, eh? And there was no water. So I asked for water. Charlie, I need water to, to flush the toilet. And when the person brought the water, he was going to go and flush. I said, what do you mean? No, why? Why do you want to flush? It is my pastor. It is mine. What do you mean? <laughs> hey! I said, give me the bucket and let me do justice to the thing. What are you talking about? I did it. I must make sure it is gone. Hallelujah. Is, am I in the house of God? I've gone outside the house of God. You can see a boy, a, a gentleman standing on the, to- the toilet and then he will spray the toilet. He'll spray. <laughs> Meanwhile, ladies are coming to use it. You know, fine. Tell anybody, you have to be very careful before I do something to you. Hallelujah. Romans 12 verse 3 shows us how we should think about each other. Hmm? Look at Romans 12 verse 3. For by the grace of God given to me, I warn everyone among you to estimate and think of himself more highly than he ought, not to have an exaggerated opinion of his own, of his own importance. You have an exaggerated opinion of your own. It's exaggerated. You are not important like that. <laughs> this is what I'm talking about. Yeah. We must prefer one another and another one another. Yeah. Think good thoughts about the other person. Yes. Honor the other person. Everybody is anointed. Everybody is anointed. If you want to increase in the manifestation of the anointing of God's spirit upon your life, you have to learn to respect one another. And respect the servant of God that God has sent to you. So important. The Bible says Jesus could not do any mighty work in Nazareth. In Mark chapter 6. Look at Mark chapter 6 verse 3. It's not just the carpenter. When Jesus said, be healed. Crippled. The lame man, be healed. I said, ah. Is this nuts? This guy is normal. I was even playing football with him when my leg got, my leg got broken. Many years ago. Ah. Why didn't you do it then? You are not coming to do it now. My friend, get out. So it didn't work. It's not this the carpenter, the son of Mary, the brother of James and Joseph and of Judah and Simon. These are the people who made us know Jesus' brother's names. We would have never known. And are not his sisters here with us. Then he says, and they were offended at him. They were not happy at him. Ah, what, what has he done? He's preaching the gospel. He's raising the dead. Praying for the sick. He has come to his own hometown to pray for the sick. And the reception he gets is offense. My friend, go away. Who do you think you are? You are nothing. You are nothing. You are nothing. You are a carpenter. We all know you. We know your address. We know your house. We know where you come from. Go away. They thought bad thoughts about him. They had bad thoughts about him. And they, 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 
they criticized him. They said things we're not supposed to say. So he couldn't do much. Look at the next verse 4. But Jesus said unto them, A prophet is not without honor, but in his own country and among his own kin and in his own house. This scripture must not apply to you. It must not apply to you ever. God does not do anything outside of those he has sent. He doesn't. He doesn't. The Ethiopian Enoch needed to have understanding concerning the scriptures. He was reading a portion of the Bible that could lead him to salvation. But he didn't have understanding. The Holy Spirit sent Philip to go and position himself close to him. And ask him. Philip asked him. Because when he got to him, he, he heard him reading. This Acts chapter 8. He heard him from verse 29. You see it. He heard him reading the book of Isaiah. And Philip asked him, do you understand what you are reading? Do you understand the things you are reading? The Ethiopian Enoch said, hey, what are you talking about? How, how can I? How can I understand what I'm reading except some man, except a man should guide me? Not except God should guide me. Because God uses men to guide other men. Hey. Yeah, verse 31. And he said, how can I? Except some man should guide me. And he desired Philip that he would come up and sit with him. That is honor. That is respect. This is an Ethiopian eunuch. The eunuch, eunuch of the Queen Candice. Eh? Very big man. He was riding in a, in a, in a Land Cruiser uh, 2022 model. Yeah. Tia robber. And Philip had been doing crusade and he had dirty you. He was walking all over the place. Running all over the place. Sweating. The Ethiopian eunuch didn't say, my friend, hey, look at how you are dressed. You are even sweating. You can't sit in my car. Get down, get down. No, he said, come. He desired Philip. He said, come, join me. Join me. And come explain things to me. Yeah. If he had been proud and had disrespected Philip and said that, would you, my friend, go away? He wouldn't have had salvation. Yes. He wouldn't have experienced salvation. He desired Philip that he would come up and sit with him. And Philip sat with him. Next verse, verse 32. The place of the scripture which he read was this. He was led as a sheep to the slaughter. And like a lamb down before his share, so open he not his mouth. This is Isaiah 53. Next verse. In his humiliation, his judgment was taken away. And who shall declare his generation? For his life is taken from the earth. And the Enoch answered Philip and said, I pray thee, of whom speaketh the prophet this? Of himself or of some other man? Is the prophet talking about himself? Is Isaiah talking about himself or is he talking about another person? Next verse. This is what I want you to see. Then Philip opened his mouth and began at the same scripture. The same scripture that the Ethiopian Enoch was struggling with was the same scripture that Philip started explaining, started preaching to him. He says, he's the same scripture and, and began at the same scripture and preached unto him Jesus. So what he was reading was about Jesus, but he didn't know. What he was reading could lead him to salvation, but he didn't know how he was going to convert the scriptures to salvation. He needed someone. He needed another human being. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. That is why you can't stay home and say, I want, I, I, God should explain the scriptures to me. That is, not what is, that is not what is revealed to us in the Bible. Jeremiah chapter 3 verse 15 says, God, this is God. He says, I, me God, I will give you pastors according to my own heart. Who shall feed you with knowledge and understanding? I will give you people who will feed you with knowledge and understanding. If you despise those people, you, you are not going to get the knowledge you are supposed to get. You are not going to get the understanding you are going to get. 
How do you despise the person? How do you disrespect the person? By taking the words of the person lightly and thinking that it's nothing. So you hear the message like this, it's finished. You will not hear it again because it's not important to you. We've done podcasts, YouTube, five minutes, whatever, videos, all but you. Tell me about you. You are yet to watch any. Yeah, we have over 3,000 people in this church. But you can have a YouTube video that has been on for months and has 200 views. Or 120 views. Yeah. 75 views. As though there are no human beings in the church. Yeah, it's a sign of great disrespect of what God is saying in the church. Yes, big, 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 big. So sometimes I don't even, I don't even look at it. Because when I look at it, I become, I become some way. I used to put, they are not serious at all. Should I remove everything from there so that they don't get it? Should I just remove all everything so that nobody has it? When we preach, it's finished. Then everybody goes home. We are done. Yeah. And let's see. We'll go for 100 years. Your prosperity will not come. Your prosperity is in the word of God. And it is in your hearing and hearing. Faith cometh by hearing and hearing by the word of God. You must hear the word of God at least twice. At least. At least. You don't say, oh, I was there when it was preached. You don't know it. You don't know it. You've not heard what... Listen, I'm, I'm, also, I'm also a sheep, eh? As you are a sheep in the house of God, I'm also a sheep in the house of God. Apart from being your pastor, I'm also a sheep. And therefore, I must listen to the people that God has sent to me in order for me to prosper. So there are people I listen to. I can listen to one message for 100 times. Yeah, there's a message in my car that's played for, for the last eight months. It's playing. Same message. Always playing. Whenever you take my car, it's playing. That's, a, that's where it is. Yeah, you driven my car in a number of time. That's where it is. It's always playing. Always playing. All the time. All the time. And even though I've listened to it so many times, whenever I listen to it, I get something new. Yeah. There was a day I was listening and then I had, I was like, how come I've not known? I've been listening to this man for more than 20 years. But I didn't know this particular thing that he was saying. I mean, I've listened to that thing for a very long time. Very, very long time. So you can't say that you have heard. You are delaying your prosperity. That's what you are doing. Remember, God gives you his prophets for your prosperity. How does a prophet prosper you? How? He prospers you through the word of God that he gives to you. That's it. That's it. I can't give you money. What money will I give you? If every Sunday you come to church and I'm going to give you 50,000, 50,000, 50,000. I mean, which church does that? Everybody would like to go to that church, isn't it? It is not possible. Hallelujah. It's not possible for, for a church to be giving out, doling out money. We don't dole out money. We give, we give the word of God. This, this place is not a financial, transactional, whatever. That is why people who come to church with needs. Some people can come to church with needs. Do you see? Plenty needs. That, your needs, your physical needs are not met in church. Your spiritual needs are the ones that are met in church. Which converts into your physical needs. So if you are going to be looking at physical things... And not look at the spiritual reason, the reason why you are actually, the actual reason, the real reason why you are here. Then you go for a very long time. Yeah, the, the church has welfare, whatever. They can do something for you. But you shouldn't have, have it in your mind that I'm going to be on welfare for the rest of my life. <laughs> Who can do that? Nobody can do that for you. You came for the word. And you must hear the word. Keep the word. For the word to prosper you. How is what I'm talking about? Yeah. David prospered because of the word. Not because of anybody, because of God's word. Because of the importance, the respect he had for God. He said, take away everything, but don't take your spirit away from me. Yeah. That's what David said. He had a lot of respect for God. So he didn't joke with his word. Job said, thy word has thou exalted above, uh, have I exalted above all my necessary food. 
Yeah. So if, if you really honor, you will take the word of God that the person is sharing with you very serious. Because you, you will think that this person is from God. The one you honor, you, you think that the person is from God. Are you in the church? Yes. You will think, you have it in your mind that this person is sent from God to me. Jesus said, whosoever heareth you, heareth me. Whosoever receiveth you, receiveth me. So if you are hearing, you should know that you are hearing Jesus. You should know that this thing that he's saying is Jesus' words to me for today, for my, for me, for my life. And I need to take it seriously and consider it seriously. Why would you want to come to church and be going and coming and going and coming and not benefit? Why, why would you want that? Why would you want to be practicing religion? It's like it's, it's, a, it's something we do. We've been doing it since we were children. Every Sunday we must be in church. So every Sunday you are in church. It's not going to profit you. You come to church because of the word. Are you in the church? Yes. Yeah. And you must take the word very, very seriously. Very, very seriously. Very, very seriously. When it's coming, it's not a time to sleep. You don't come to church because of the music. If the music is not communicating the word of God, it's useless. You don't come to church because of dance. You come because of God's word, which has the ability to prosper you, to make you do well, to make you succeed in every aspect of your life. Have you read Psalm 1 before? Psalm 1 verse 1. All the way to verse 3. Have you read it before? Maybe if you're not ready, let me read it to you. Do you like what I'm telling you? I don't like what I'm telling you. So you need to hear it. Hear over and over and over and over again. Sometimes I'll quote a scripture. When you are listening to the message and you hear that scripture, you go beyond that scripture. You read more. You read more portions of the Bible. Just reading the Bible will prosper you. I tell you. I tell you. We are born of the word. And hence must be sustained on the word of God. Every child of God, no matter who he is, who decides to not live on the word of God, is on his way to failure. It will just, it will happen. It may take time, but it will happen. You have actually cut yourself off the vine. That's what you've done. You've cut yourself off the vine. You may not dry up immediately. When a leaf falls off a tree, it takes a while for it to dry up. But definitely, you may see some green in there, but definitely it is going to become brown as time goes on. Very, very soon. So there are some Christians who don't mind God. They don't do, and they are still prospering. And it's like everything is fine. Their, their problems are going to come very, very soon. It's not a guess. It's the truth. It's the truth. It's just with time. Psalm 1 verse 1. Blessed is the man that walketh not in the accounts of the ungodly, nor standing in the way of sinners, nor sitting in the seat of the scornful. But his delight, his joy, is in the law of the Lord or in the word of God. And in his word does he meditate day and night. He shall be like a tree planted by the rivers of water. This is what happens to anyone who takes the word of God seriously. He shall be like a, a tree planted by the rivers of water. That bringeth forth his fruit in his season. His leaf also shall not wither. And whatsoever he doeth shall prosper. This is the number one thing that leads to all-round success. The word of God leads to all-round, whether you're a businessman, you're a wife, you're you are, uh, uh, you are, you are in school. Whatever it is, if you take the word of God seriously, it will prosper you. You can be you can be sleeping under a bridge right now in town. If you focus on the word of God and take it seriously, it will start changing your character. It will start changing your attitude. It will make you an honest person. And honesty is a, a missing commodity in our time. People are just looking, rich people are looking for honest people to hand things over to. It will change your life. You'll be surprised. Yeah. It will give you something nobody else has. And that thing will be in demand with time. And you'll be the only one who has the supply. That's what it does. All-round success. All-round success. That is why above everything, I don't mind if you don't share my picture, it's not a problem. What is my picture? If you are sharing my picture, you are not, you are not sharing, the, you are not listening to the word of God that is being shared. Then there's something wrong. What is my, what is my picture? 
Where do you know me from that you are sharing my picture? My friend, stop sharing my picture. Listen to the word of God that I'm sharing with you. If you honor me, it's not sharing picture. It's listening to the word that the, the man is saying. Hey, taking it seriously. Thinking that it is really from God. Because my greatest desire is to see you do well. Yes. I don't like it when you are just, every time there are problems. Health-wise, there's something wrong. Financially, there's something wrong. Every time there's a problem somewhere. Do you think a, a pastor is happy about that? No. A pastor's joy. If the person is a real pastor. His joy is to see you do well. Yes. How do you do well? Through the word. Through the word which is spoken unto you. Through the word which is spoken unto you. So Anna, by taking the person's words seriously. Very seriously. I spoke about this on Wednesday, isn't it? Yeah. Take the words seriously. Don't turn from it to the right or to the left. Stay on it. Listen. Look for Rama from what is being said. Look for what you need for your life, for your next phase. Yes. Use it. Don't just be sitting down looking into the skies all the time. No notes, nothing. Nothing. You just come and go. And when you go, you not, you not listen to the, the... As soon as you finish preaching, by tomorrow or Tuesday morning, it will be on podcast. You have to get the podcast. If you are serious about honoring me as your pastor, you must listen to the podcast. <laughs> that is what you need to do. The smells are powerful, but the listening to the word is more powerful. That is it. Money is good, but that is not the, that is not the real thing. The real thing is the word listening. Yeah, listening. Implementing it. Using it. Finding out what God is saying. What, did, what was said at this time. Use it. Use it. What prophetic, what prophetic words were spoken at this time? This morning, was it this morning or yesterday? Yesterday night, my wife was telling me, if we are not careful, God was telling her, if you, if you are not careful, you despise prophecy. Then she said, we need to go for certain videos. So that we can, because some, there are some videos that certain words were spoken concerning some things for us. We must get them and listen to them over and over. I said, it's true. Because you can easily, you can easily despise what is coming. Yes. Divine words are spoken and you don't even remember. You don't remember what was said. You don't remember. So you are going, you can go for years and years. Meanwhile, you have to wage a good war warfare with the prophecies that have gone on you. So if you don't know the prophecies that have gone on you, you didn't write them down. You didn't get the message to hear. You didn't get anything. You are just walking around. You are bereft of all the information you are supposed to have so that you can wage a good warfare. There's, there's nothing. There's nothing in your hands. Let's be serious. Tell me about let's be serious. About this other thing. Yeah. The word must work for you. Hey, that is my joy. That is my joy. Yes, that is my joy. My joy is to see you do well. My joy is to see you serve God with all of your heart. Why should you be in a system for so long? And you don't know, you don't know who you are in Christ. You don't know what, what God has done for you. You don't know the love that God has for you. Meanwhile, these are the things we've been preaching about for years. Yes, it's all on the podcast. I met some people on Friday. I went for a wedding on Friday from another church. And when they saw me, they came and said, Pastor, I want to take pictures with you. And I took pictures with them. When I finished taking the pictures, they said that, thank you for five minutes of Pastor T. They are not in our church. They are in our church. Thank you for five minutes of Pastor T. It has been blessing us. We have been listening to it. And it's been helping us. I said, oh, you are blessed. 
you are blessed. Take it. Be blessed. <laughs> yeah, that is it. That is it. You want to honor? Listen. Listen. And do. Listen and do. Listen and what? And do. Use it. If the word prospers you, it is you. It is your life. It is not my life. What is the essence of saying I know Pastor T when you are not doing what is being said? What is the essence of having my number? What do you do with my number? I don't know if you get it. There are some children of God who, who, who take pleasure in doing those things. Like I have this, I have uh, uh, Reverend Sudanabes number. I have Archbishop Nick's number. I have uh, Bishop Dark's number. I have Pastor Chris's number. I have this one's number. What did you do for you? Would your number save you when sickness is coming? Would your number save you when uh, 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 death is coming? No. You will not use your number and say, this is Bishop Dark's number. Be gone. This is Pastor Tish's number. Be gone. <laughs> what will my phone number do for you? Why do you want to even get my phone number? That is not the dealing we have. No, we, we, uh, the dealing we have is spiritual. Do you see? Spiritual. When Jesus was living the earth, eh, he told the disciples, let me show it to you. Um, Acts chapter 1 verse 8. Look at Acts 1 8. Do you like what I'm telling you or you don't like what I'm telling you? Surely it's important too. It's important. Yes. You can, you can just be hanging around, moving around. No, it's, it's, that is not it. Take the word. Use it. Hey. It will pro- what is prospering me? The word. And amazingly, the word prospers you in two, in two dimensions. Here on earth and there in heaven. It's, it's, I mean, what else can you ask for? Keep your finger here. Go to 1 Timothy chapter 4, verse 8. 1 Timothy 4, 8. Because of spiritual training. Eh? 1 Timothy 4, 8. For bodily exercise, profit a little. But godliness is profitable unto all things. Having a promise... Having promise of the life that is now is and that which is to come. Let's read the Amplified of this so that we can understand it very well. For physical training is of some value. Useful for a little while. It's useful for a little. Physical training is important. All those of you who don't like exercising. I'm talking to myself too. My wife is looking at me like this. Exercise is painful. Oh yeah. But we'll have to do it. Prince, Alpha, we'll go do it. We'll go do it. Okay. I'll let you break my body. For the glory of God. <laughs> he says physical training is of some value. It's useful for a little. It's good. It's good to go for walks. It's good to do some press-ups. It's good to do some things. Train yourself physically. And train your, your, yourself mentally. It's good to be reading. If you don't read, you know, you know remember how to spell physical. Meanwhile, you have finished university. When you are spelling physical, you start with F F I. F-I-S-I-K-A-L Physical You will be surprised Has it happened to you before? Yeah. If you are not reading and writing regularly When we say spell Achievement You realize that You do A-K-Y Even M-N-T Achievement has it happened to you before? Yeah. I mean, it's happened to me several times. Several times. I realized that hey, I don't remember this word. Though. Yes. It's amazing. <laughs> Persuas. You don't remember how to spell Persuas. Hey. So training your mind is very important as well. 
But apart from training yourself physically and, and mentally, he says, make sure that you train yourself spiritually. He says, but godliness, spiritual training, spiritual training, eh? He says, it is useful and of value. It is useful and of value. This thing communicates value to your life. It brings use to your life. It is useful and of value in everything. In everything. So it will add value to your business. It will add value to your academics. It will add value to your, how, to how you raise your children. It will add value to your marriage. It will add value to what else? To how you win souls, your ministry. It will add value to your, your shepherdarian ministry. It will add value to every aspect of your life, to your financial life. It will add value. Value. Yeah. Value. It is useful and of value in everything and in every way. Why? For it holds promise for this present life. It holds promise for this present life, for the present life, and also for the life which is to come. So you kill two birds with one stone. And the first element of spiritual training is the word of God. First element of spiritual training is the word of God. Second element of spiritual training is prayer. Is prayer. And both of these are regulated by the Holy Spirit. These are the three elements of spiritual training. The word, prayer, controlled by the spirit that's all the word is a right leg prayer is a left leg the rest of the body is the holy spirit so you, you focus on getting to know the holy spirit who will lead you as to what you should how you should read the word what you should read which message you listen because the message there are many there are many you must be led to what you to listen to if you just go on the podcast i'm on podcast uh-huh. let's start listening you realize that you are sleeping but if you, lead, if you allow the Holy Spirit to lead you to what you are supposed to... You, the Holy Spirit knows you are supposed to be listening to the messages. Yeah, if you ask him, which one should I start? Which one should I, should I be listening to at this time? You'll be surprised. He will lead you to something. That will bring you energy. Do you know energy? There's something called energy. There's something called spiritual energy. A word, one word will enter you. You realize that, hey... It's, it's either it makes you feel bad or it makes you feel good. That's what the word of God does. Yes, but you feel something at the end of the day. It's either you feel bad that you have not been listening to this thing for a long time or you feel good that ah, after a long last instruction is coming for you to do something. Two days ago, three days ago, around 2 a.m., I was watching I was watching some messages as I was watching it. Watching it. Watching it. Hey! Something jumped from the man who was preaching and entered me. I just stood up. I said, man, 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 man. Yeah, I was just having a, a nice time on my own. Yeah, that's what you should do. Listen. Yes. Sometimes people ask me, how are you able to go for a long time? Sometimes when I go, I realize that I'm not interested in spiritual things any longer. And then, I don't know, it's like I'm becoming weaker and weaker and weaker. Listen more. As led by the spirits. Yeah, because you can be listening and becoming weaker. Because what you're listening to is not what you're supposed to be listening to. But when you allow the Holy Spirit, the Holy Spirit is the one who controls spiritual training. Our spiritual training is led by the Spirit. He's the builder. Ephesians chapter 2, verse 19. Sometimes when we are quoting too many scriptures, some people get worried. That is why we are here. We are church, we are not a social organization. We are not, this is not a uh, uh, laugh, laugh, uh, 1,000 laughter. Uh, <laughs> laugh, uh, 
allowance. Ninth of a thousand laughs. This is not the ninth of a thousand. This is Bible. So you shouldn't be worried when scripture is being quoted. It's like, hey, hey, why so many scriptures? As you're writing that, ah, yeah, bread, yeah, cred. What's all this? Oh, no, no. When I say something that is a, it's, it's about you, you smile sheepishly. <laughs> it's entering you. <laughs> oh, hallelujah. And you allow it to change you. If you change your face, we'll see that it is you. Wow. One day I was preaching, I was pointing somewhere and I was saying something. And the person was there. I said, hey, pastor, you like pointing at me, pal. I said, no, oh, I was not pointing, I was just preaching. <laughs> now therefore you are no more strangers and foreigners but fellow citizens with the saints and of the household of God verse 20 and are built upon the foundation of the apostles and prophets have you seen it? we are built upon the foundation of what? The apo- what is about the apostles and prophets? what does an apostle do? an apostle is a sent one with a message from God he's not a, a sent one with his body to come and show you his body and show his image he's sent with a word with a message so how does he build? How does he? You how do you build on his foundation? You build on his foundation by listening to him. I'm the apostle of the house. Oh, is the truth? There's a message that we've been, sent, we've been sent with. If you are sitting in this church, you must understand the message we, we preach, and it is inside every single message you preach, every single one. Even in the introduction, it is inside. It's everywhere. Apostles and prophets. What does a prophet do? Does a prophet, how does a prophet change anybody's life? Words. You say, this is what's going to happen. One prophet was sent to go and give a message to somebody. This is Jeroboam. When Jeroboam was being prophesied to concerning him becoming king. You see, if you've not read the Bible, you don't know who Jeroboam is. As I mentioned Jeroboam, you're like, ah, where does he live? A celebrity. No, he's not a celebrity. He's in the Bible. So you have to be reading. The more you read, the more you know. That's how it is. Instead of going on Facebook every two minutes, every two minutes, every two minutes. No, you, you must know yourself. You must know what distracts you. Yes, you must know what drains you. Yes, just know. You know you have a tendency of being on Facebook all the time, being on Instagram all the time. Twitter, you are on Twitter all the time. <laughs> and it is not helping you in any way. Where's, where's, do you have a phone? Uh-huh. When you go, you just pick your phone. And then. Then you receive a call. Hey, hello. <laughs> yes, yeah, so, hmm, I'm with you. I'm really reading. Bye bye. Two hours, three hours looking at pictures. Looking at people's bottles, people, and a lot of, they're looking at so many things. Looking at so many, you look at this one, then look at this one, and check this person, and then go and check this person's status. You see his, you see his picture, and you're like, hey, it's been a long time since I said you on this person. And then go and check this. Searching for memes. All over. Memes was there. All over. All the time. It's reducing your productivity. It's dulling your mind. Can't you see it's dulling your mind? Yeah. You can't focus. You can't focus. You're always scrolling. You're always all the time. Your productivity is reducing. And you are growing older and you don't know you are even growing older. 
Yeah. By now you should be marrying, but you are not thinking about marriage because you don't know. You don't know how to even go about it. Meanwhile, we've preached about five things you need to consider before you marry. Five considerations before you marry. And you have not even considered it. We've preached so many things. Yes. We've preached on focus, diligence, focal points, all, all kinds of things. But you will not read it. You will not listen. You will not. No, you don't even want to do it. Let alone do it your own. You don't even want to do it. Like you just want to be a, you just want to be there. Enjoying social media. Sorry? You're wasting your life. Yeah. So I've listened to the foundations, eh? Yeah. Listening to some apostles and prophets talking all the time. Talking to you. It will change you. You'll be surprised. You'll be surprised. You have spiritual energy all the time. It's all the time. You are up and about. Up and about in life. Ready to accomplish things. Yes. Ready to accomplish. Two weeks ago, I was talking about uh, uh, focusing on accomplishments. Continuous accomplishments. Yes. Anything, you, anything, anything that is being done, make sure you are doing the highest. You want to get the highest of them. You see, I've pre- as your pastor, I've preached that to you. Don't look at her. Look at me. Why are you looking at her? Look at me. Yeah. I, I've, I've preached all these things to you. But you, I mean, it's like it's nothing. It's very painful when you see, you see people going through things that you have preached about. You. Very painful. Having problems about things that you have already preached about. And the person was there when you were preaching it. It's like, ah, now what does this person take me? What does this person take me for? You think I'm just, I'm just interested in coming to come and stand here and talking and talking and talking and collecting your friend and you go away. Ah, well, is that why we are here? Collecting your money and going away. Why? Wow. Yeah. Listening and doing. That's the thing. Listening. Eh? As controlled by the Holy Spirit. Eh? And I built upon the foundation of the apostles and prophets, Jesus Christ himself being the chief cornerstone. Next verse. So you read Jesus' words because he's the chief cornerstone. What did Jesus do for? He gave us words. He left us his word. He himself is word. He's the word of God. It should show you how important the word of God is. God, when God was sending someone to bring salvation, he sent the word to come and give us salvation. Yeah. In whom all the building fitly framed together grows unto an holy temple in the Lord. Next verse. In whom you also are built together for an habitation of God. How? Through the Spirit. So he says you are built into a building through the Holy Spirit. So the Holy Spirit is the architect. He's the one who puts things together. If you allow him to lead you, you will never be bored. You will never be discouraged. You will never have certain problems that people have. No, no, no. no. You won't. Because just when you are going to go down, you will hear something. He will lead you to a word that will bring a jolt of energy to you. Yeah. And help you be consistent. Yeah. One day I was reading, I was reading something in the Bible. As I was reading it, I just started praying. I just started praying because it, that thing mattered to me so much. As I was, as I was, as I was reading, like I'm seeing these things around. Ah, hey, dabalaba, shogalaba, regadaba. You must learn to pray on your own. <laughs> I was talking to one of the ladies who works with me. I asked her, when was the last time you fasted? She said, the last time I fasted was the last time church fasted. I said, you have a long way to go, my sister. Yeah. I noticed her face become very smooth. Her cheeks were becoming bigger and bigger. I said, hey, 
It's like you are oh yeah, no me, no me, power. You are becoming no me fight. I mean, what 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 is happening? What was the last time you fasted? So the last time I fasted was when the last time church fasted. I said, hey, hey. So you are waiting for church to declare that we should fast before you fast. End of year fast. It's coming on, eh? Ah, very soon. That you are waiting for that one. You have a long way to go. Yeah. We did a church fast to help you train yourself to, to res- with respect to fasting. So that you can fast. At different times. At different times. It, are you tired of eating? Morning, afternoon, evening. Morning, afternoon, evening. You, if you are even getting hard bent whilst you are sleeping. And then you wake up and go and eat some more and come and sleep. That oh, when I eat it will push the food down. <laughs> not tired. Do you like my message or don't like my message? Yeah. Ask your neighbor, when was the last time you fasted? When was the last time you fasted? <laughs> hey. Hey. hey! Look at the nearest nomified person and say, when were you? When was the last time I suspect you? Your cheeks are looking nome nome, nome, shiny, shiny cheeks. Your forehead is looking very shiny. Like it has flesh inside. <laughs> Hallelujah. Yeah, nomified. It's a word. It's a word. Nome, 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 nome. Nomified. The, the English of nome, nome. In tree, it's nomified. You are looking, your cheeks are looking shiny. It means you're, you're looking shiny. You are, they are amplified. Your cheeks are amplified. It's an amplified version. Hey! <laughs> One day I wore a dress that. Was very big some time ago. When I wore it, I realized I was not going inside. I said, Hey, what has happened? I've been nomified. <laughs> I've been amplified. Hallelujah. Spiritual training. Yeah. Listen. Here, if you if you say you are honoring, listen. Yes. Listen. Be hearing. Be listening. Pray with the words that are coming. Yeah. If you honor, you will pray with the words of the man of God and not play with the words of the man of God. I said it to you. You will pray with his words. Huh. Listening to anointed men. I respect them. I honor them. When I hear their words, then something is doing me. Yes. Yes. When I want to be spiritually encouraged, I just, whatever the Lord leads me, listen to this one. Yeah. I just pick it. Three hours, I'm listening. As I'm moving around, I'm, I'm praying. They say something, pause them. You can pause the man of God. You can pause him. When you're listening to a podcast, you can pause him. Yeah. Stop. Then you go, you go to the word. He said this. You check it for yourself. Yeah. You check it for... I was reading, I, I was listening, I, I was reading a certain book by a certain man of God. As I was reading it, there was this particular scripture that he was repeating. And I was reading it all. The Holy Spirit told me, have you noticed you have not taken notice of this, the, where the, the verse, where it is found? I said, oh, me too, I'm some way power. I said to myself, me too, I'm some way power. I have not taken notice of the, the verse. The, you have not taken notice of the verse. If you are preaching right now, you will not know where the verse is. The verse of this all-important scripture that is bringing you blessings. You don't know the verse. You know the content, but you don't know the verse. So I stopped and went to learn the verse. Yeah. I stopped and went to learn the verse. Wow. If you want to honor me, listen and do. 
Yeah, TA. Maybe one day I invite that man of God to come and shout in your ear so that you know that you are supposed to. Yeah, just shout. It's getting tenuous. It's getting tenuous. <laughs> he's too nice. He's, he's just enjoying himself in the Lord. I tell you. Yeah. If you won't be happy in church, he will be happy in church. Yeah. There's nowhere else to be happy. Yes, it's in church that you have to be happy. Jesus said, you are clean through the word that has spoken unto you. What will clean you is the word that is spoken unto you. What will make your life become better? You are becoming better and better. Better and better. Is the word that is spoken unto you. John chapter 17. John chapter 15 verse, verse 3, I, I think. John 15 3, right? I'm right. Yeah. Now you are clean. How are you clean? Through the word which I have spoken unto you. Same thing. It is his words we are repeating. So you are also clean. You are made clean through the words which are spoken unto you. The word which you are hearing, it cleanses your life of all the filth that is, is in there. Yes. If you pay attention more now, you'll be surprised at what will happen to you. You will be shocked. You'll be guided in life. You will not make certain silly mistakes and make your, your road a longer one, your journey a longer one. Yeah, because a lot of Christians, if you are supposed to be going in a straight line and then you decide to Create a path here. The time you spend going this way, it's time you have lost to get to the side. So even if you realize that you are supposed to be going here, you start going this way again. You have you have lost some time. A lot of Christians make their journey very long. In God's calendar, by the time you are thirty-five, your business should be at the ends of the world. Your ministry should you you should have more than ten thousand people in your ministry. Yeah, that's that's a plan of God. Yeah. Yeah. By the time you are 40, you should be have, you should, you should have 50,000 people that are responding to you. That, that's, that's, that's God's plan. But then you make your way, your, your journey a very long one. Because you are not listening. You are not hearing. You are not hearing. Hearing and hearing. Yeah. You must hear and hear and hear and hear. And if you honor, you hear. If you say you are honoring, you hear. You will listen. And you will do. You will listen and you, an instruction can come, eh? I have some leaders who can. Listen, they can go for a long time. An instruction has come. Let us, we are doing five alive. It's like, we were mad when we we're saying it. We were mad. It, it shows, it shows the honor you have. Yeah. You've forgotten it completely. You've forgotten it completely. We can ask you, how many people did you bring to church today? I didn't bring anybody. Look at your life. How can you prosper? I mean, yeah, go for a long time. And then you're asking questions. Why is this not happening in my life? Why is this not happening in my life? Why is this not? You're offended. You're offended. Okay, be offended. Why is this not happening in my life? It's because you, you have decided to not take God seriously. You see, there's a way to honor God. If you honor God, he says he will honor you. Let me, let me show it to you. Do you know how to honor God? Let me show you. First Samuel chapter 2. First Samuel chapter 2. Let's read from, from verse 22. It's a long read. But I think we should read it. Okay? You want to honor God? How many of you want to honor God? You, you should be interested in it. You have to be interested in it. 
And these scriptures show us exactly how to honor God. Okay? Now, Eli was very old. And, and he heard all that the sons did unto Israel. And how they lay with the women that assembled at the door of the tabernacle of the congregation. When, church, when people come to church, okay, Eli's sons, Eli was a priest. He was a pastor of the church. His sons, his leaders, their interest was to sleep with the people who were, the ladies who were coming to the church. So when the ladies come, right at the, while they are having the service, then they will be choosing. <laughs> I like this one. I'll, I'll combine these three today. This three. Except one, two, three. It's very nice. <laughs> then the other one, look at the other side. We'll combine one, two, three, two, and then we'll see. That was what we were doing. You see, they were just messing up. God has spoken about these things. God has spoken about, spoken about this in several, on several occasions. But, you see, when you do it once, twice, thrice, and you realize that nothing is changing in your life with respect to the anointing, you are sleeping around, but you have not had HIV. People are still coming to church. You still have sheep following you. Everything is normal. You are getting promotion at your workplace. You've even bought a car. You are getting more money. You are messing up. And you are being blessed. Did you see what I'm talking about? And then no one knows about it. You realize that, mm, this thing, God accepts it. It's normal. We go do one. So it moves from being tempted to now your will. You see, there's a place where you are tempted. To do certain things and you fall. But after some time when you don't decide to change, it moves away from being a temptation to your will. Now it is your will. You will. You ch- and that's what these guys have got into. You decide to do it. Now you make a choice. Ah, Charlie. <laughs> yeah, yeah, you be actually. Let's do some. It's been a long time since I did some things. Let's see. Uh, what can we do? Let's choose one or two. And then you choose one or two and do and do your own thing. It's moved from being a temptation. Some time ago, some girl needed to come and shake his butt also by you. Or some guy needed to. To like a, a, a tall, dark, and deadly and handsome young man needed to come for you to, to you know, tall, dark, and deadly. <laughs> that, that, that needed to come for you to be tempted. But now you don't need that. Whether the person's dwarf, whatever, I mean, you, you, you go ahead and do whatever you want to do. Do you get it? You see, some people don't like it when we are talking like this, right? Oh, what's all this? We came to come and hear the word of God. What time? Is it not in the Bible? Am I the one who wrote the Bible? Eli was very old. And he heard all the things his sons did unto Israel. Oh, and how they lay with the women that assembled at the door of the tabernacle of the congregation. And he said unto them, why do you such things? Why are you doing such things? For I hear of your evil dealings by all these people. I hear of your evil dealings. Nay, my sons. For it is no good report that I, I hear. He make the lost people to transgress. Because we were doing other things. We were preventing the, lo- the lost people from giving the offerings we were supposed to give. When someone is giving an offering to the Lord, then they'll come and say, hey, my friend, I don't like my offering. but I, I don't like it fry, uh, roasted. I like it boiled. Or I don't like it boiled. I like it roasted. So whilst they are boiling it for the Lord, they'll come and come and I want it fresh. Then they'll use fork to remove their own. They were doing all kinds of things. Dishonoring God. Okay? Next verse. Verse 25. If, a, if one man sin against another, the judge shall judge him. But if a, a man sin against the Lord, who shall entreat for him? 
Notwithstanding, they hearkened not unto the voice of their father because the Lord will slay them. They did not listen to their father. And he says, because God wanted to destroy their lives because they had gone beyond. Be careful. So how do you dishonor God? You dishonor by not listening to what he says you should do. You know what he says you should do. But you will do the opposite. Directly. Unimpa, you know. Olewa denche. You know very well. Hmm? Hey. Check your neighbor's pulse. And check. How's your pulse? Is it going faster? Or... It's becoming weaker. Ish. Ayesh. But I'll stay there. I'll stay there. I have to stay here for some time. Yes, I'm interested. <laughs> hey. Next verse. Verse 26. But the child Samuel grew. Grew on and was in favor both with the Lord and also with men. Next verse. Whilst other people were being targeted by the Lord, another person was growing in the Lord. Why? Because he took God seriously. You need the fear of God in your life. Small fear of God to understand that God can, God can do some things to you. A lot of Christians don't have the fear of God. So there's no restraining force. In your mind, God will always forgive me. But you have to be very careful of God. The Bible says the fear of the Lord is the beginning of wisdom. When you start fearing God, wisdom has begun. Your wisdom has begun. When you start fearing God, not when you start loving God, when you start fearing God, when you start fearing that, hey, if I go this way, God may not be happy with me. Something may happen to me. So let me just stay where I'm supposed to be. Let me stay in the, in the confines that God wants me to stay in. It's wisdom. When you start losing that, you are going to have problem. When you start losing the fear of God, the fear of God in your marriage, you start losing fear that your wife will leave you or that your husband will leave you irrespective of what you will do. Then you start messing up in a relationship. People start abusing relationships when there's no fear. Every relationship needs an element of fear. I'm afraid of what will happen if I do this. So I will not do it. I don't know if you get it. Uh -huh. You need fear, small fear. Tell me about some small fear. Yeah. That's reverence. Yeah. And the Bible talks about the spirit of the fear of the Lord in Isaiah, Isaiah chapter 11. Verse 1, 2 and 3. Look at Isaiah chapter 11. We'll come back to this quickly and then we'll close, okay? And there shall come forth a rod out of the step of Jesse, and a, and a branch shall grow out of his roots. And the spirit of the Lord shall rest upon him, the spirit of wisdom and understanding, the spirit of counsel and might, the spirit of knowledge and of the fear of the Lord. He, he separates the fear of the Lord. All the others are paired. Only the fear of the Lord is separated because of how, how different and how serious it is. Some of us pray only for the spirit of wisdom and understanding. We never pray for the spirit of fear, the fear of the Lord. Yeah, but you need the spirit of the fear of the Lord. Then the next verse, he expounds more on only one of them. The spirit of the fear of the Lord. And he shall make him quick. He shall make him, he shall make Jesus quick in understanding in the fear of the Lord. He shall make him quick. In, he will have understanding in the fear of God in his, in his mind. And that understanding in his mind will cause him to judge after, not after his sight, nor reprove after the hearing of his ears. It will control his judgment. And it will control how he, how he hears things. It will control how he says things. The fear of the Lord. You need an element of it in your life. A lot of modern day Christians, children of God that I'm talking to right now, have lost the spirit of the fear of the Lord and are doing whatever they want to do with the umbrella, under the umbrella that God will forgive me. 
And it is especially sad when a Christian, someone who has been around for a long time, okay, takes the, the message, a message you preach to children as his message. God will forgive me. Right? So you too, God will forgive me. Sure. If you don't purge yourself, you will not be used. Why do you expect to do less than what Jesus did? And carry the anointing he's carrying. And have the results he has, he had, when he was on earth. Jesus had the fear of the Lord. He says, you shall have it. And it shall make him quick in understanding. Jesus said, the devil cometh. The prince of this world cometh. And he has nothing in me. In other words, there's not even one thing that the devil can use to accuse me. That I looked at a woman twice. And last time, not even one. Hey! Can you, can you say something? You can't say something. Meanwhile, you want to have, you want to have healings happening in your ministry. Healings happening in your life. You are doing less than what Jesus did. You, you, it, won't, it won't happen. Jesus fasted for a long time. You are eating all the time. You want to lay hands for some things to happen. You will go for a long time. Jesus prayed every morning. You are bigger than Jesus. So you, you, every morning you wake up and then you start moving. Jesus prayed every morning. Every morning. Every, every morning. You are busier than Jesus. Every morning he woke up and prayed. Do you like my message? Yeah. You will go for a long I'm not cursing you. Why would I curse you? You are God's children. I can't curse you. I'm just stating the obvious facts. It's like being on the way to Tema. And you're on Tema motorway. Why are you going to? Tema. So if I say you are going to Tema, I'm, have I cursed you? Okay. I'm just saying where you are going to. Wow. Clap for me if you like what I'm saying to you. The fear of the Lord. These guys had lost the fear of God. They were doing whatever. I mean, no restraining force. No restraining, no restraint. I just do it. They are priests. Everything is fine. God got angry. God can get angry. You need to read the Old Testament to know that God can get angry. You need to read. Yes. When he gets angry, it's finished. Who, who, who will talk to God for you? Who will talk to God for you? Go back to that place. Where were you? First Samuel chapter 2. And there came a man of God unto Eli. So God sent somebody to Eli. And said unto him, Thus says the Lord, Did I plainly appear unto the house of thy father when they, were, when they were in Egypt in Pharaoh's house? Did I? Yes, I did. Next verse. And did I choose him out of all the tribes of Israel to be my priest, to offer upon my altar, to burn incense, to wear an effort before me? And did I give unto him, unto the house of thy father, all the offerings made by fire of the children of Israel? Did I give it to you? Emphatically, yes, he gave it to, he gave it to them. Next verse. Wherefore, why are you kicking at my sacrifice and at my offering, which I have commanded in, in my habitation? You see, Mike, I've commanded something, and you are kicking against it. Do you see? You, you, are, you are, it's like, I'm not interested. You know clearly. You know clearly. Don't you know? You know. You know. You know what God has said concerning so many things. So many things. But then you, you're like, oh, God will, God will forgive us. God will forgive us. Ah, God understands. My brother, he doesn't understand. We're under grace. Grace teaches you to, be, to do the right thing. I'm still a child. You, I'll grow. How when are you going to grow? You've been a child for the last three years. What kind of a child are you? If after three years, a baby is not growing, 
That baby has a problem. Yeah. It's become a vegetable. And it's going to be a burden rather than a help. Every parent gives birth to children hoping that they'll grow up to help. That's the truth. Nobody gives birth to children with a, a, a they becoming a, a burden all the time. If I gave birth to you and uh, uh, after 30 years, you are, I'm the one still giving you money all the time. Giving you transportation all the time. You are a burden. You are a burden. Yeah. Why are they kicking against my offering, which I've commanded in my habitation? He says, and you honor your sons. You honor your sons above me. You honor your sons above me. You see? So, I'll, I'll honor you above God when I don't say what I'm saying. Yeah. You know, there, some churches, they can't talk. They can't say something. It's like, this... <laughs> a certain big man in a certain church has impregnated about three people in the church. And nobody, nobody's saying, the pastor can't say anything, nobody can say anything. And under the pretext that I'll take care of the children, everything is fine. And he's still continuing, looking for other small girls in the church. Yeah. You see, so the pastor is honoring the man more than he's honoring God. He can't say what God thinks about the thing. This is not what God thinks. This is not what God said. What, what example are you setting before everybody? Because he has money. And he will give when it is time for giving. So harvest. So he, they can't say anything about him. Hey. You honor your sons above me. To make yourselves fat with the, with the chiefest of all the offerings of Israel, my people. Why? Next verse. Wherefore the Lord God of Israel said, I said indeed that your house and the house of your father should walk before me forever. But now the Lord said, be it far from me. God says, I've changed my mind. I've changed my mind concerning you. Yeah, and God can change his mind concerning you. You can destroy your destiny with your own, your own hands. You are sleeping with people's husbands. The Bible is against it. You are changing the destiny of God concerning your life. You are. Don't, don't, don't overthink it. Yes. The Bible says, Hormongers, the Lord will judge. Hebrews chapter 13, verse 3. Look, you can look at it. He says, He has special judgment for, He will separate them. Hebrews says, Remember them that are in bonds. Verse 4. Marriage is honorable more than, more than all. But Hormongers and adulterers, God will judge. Hormonger, you are a Hormonger. You are into a whoring. Ish. He says the Lord has special judgment. He will separate them. Like when we all get to heaven, you look for all the homongers. And then you say, okay, all of you stand here. I'm coming. <laughs> That's what the Bible says. Stop hiding under grace. You get it? Stop hiding under grace. The grace of God is, is all over. So we can do whatever we want to do. We will confess and God will. That is not grace. Titus chapter 2 verse 11. Says that the grace of God which bringeth salvation has appeared unto us and to all men, teaching us, eh? teaching us, there's a teaching of the grace of God that denying ungodliness, denying inquisition, living anyhow, anyhow, you live anyhow and you expect to be to prosper, it's not gonna work. We are preaching about, we are teaching you so many things that you need to focus on. Pray more. Study the word more. Do this more. And then you say, I, I can't do it. This one, I don't know what's wrong with it. This one, hey. 
See, someone said to me some time ago, some years ago, after I preached like this, that person, when you preach like this, you make some of us feel very bad, as though there's nothing that can be done for us. Yes, that's what the person, I've not heard it once or twice. I've heard it more than twice, more than, yes. That when you preach like this, it's like, we don't know, those of us who are doing such things, we, we feel like there's no hope for us. Yeah. I don't know if you understand what I'm trying to say. What, what do you want me to say? What is the essence of the preaching? The preaching is to give you grace, so that you can know that, mm, the path, the tema that I'm going in, they are going to bomb me there. Let me reverse let me turn and start exit at the spring test road. Go to community 18 and come back. How difficult is that? If you honor me, you will listen to the word of God that I'm preaching to you. And you will use it. If you are in that situation, you will say, no, it's okay. Devil is fine. You have used me to destroy people's lives. You have used me to destroy certain ladies' lives. You have used me, you have used me to destroy certain young men's lives. But never again. We are finished. You will not get me again. You, you won't get me again. We are done. Me and you, yetonkwanta, yapai. How do you say that in English? Me and you, when we meet at the junction, we have moved apart from each other. Hey! Give the a shout if you like my message. Yeah, because our generation stands at risk of not having the power of God show forth in our lives because almost all of us are foolish boys and girls. There are no vessels, no correct vessels to, to use. The church is a dangerous place. You have pastors who are sleeping. Yesterday, I was, some, two days ago, I was driving with somebody, a very beautiful lady, and she was telling me her problems, the problems she has had in churches. Yes. 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 Pastors make doing things all the time. And they are not joking about it. They are, they are serious. If you fool around, they will sleep with you right now. Yes. 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 Doing all kinds of things, creating opportunities. And I told her, I told her, she was, I was driving with her and another lady. I told her, and their mother, their mother was also in the car. I said, beautiful girls are suffering. Home. I said, beautiful ladies are suffering. You suffer at work? Or you have bosses who are touching your breast, touching your buttocks? Is it not true? You, you come to church, your pastor too is worrying you. Pastors are worrying you. You go to, you go to class, lecturers are worrying you. She was telling me how her lecture, two lecturers out just it's not a small thing. Giddy giddy, it's not a small shit. Her, her heart is, is almost vanishing. She doesn't know where she can escape to. Hey, they'll fail you, Potto. Even if you, are, if you have a boyfriend, they'll fail the boyfriend. <laughs> that statue, I mean. That statue. Have you seen some before? I mean, I saw some. They failed the boy. They failed the boy so that he can leave the girl. Hey! Wow. Said you are honoring, you are honoring your sons more than me. You are honoring them more than me by not saying restraining them. Go, go back to that place. God, God was expecting Eli to restrain them and say, No, you can't go along this line. But he left them. Why do you kick against my, my offering? You honor your sons above me to make your sons fat. Next verse, verse 30. Wherefore the Lord God of Israel said, I said indeed that your house should be blah blah and should walk before me forever. But now the Lord said, Be far from me. For them that honor me. Those who honor me, I will honor. And those who despise me shall be lightly esteemed. All those who despise the Lord, with time, you shall be lightly esteemed. Like your res the respect for your life will start going down. You may have been doing some things before what I'm telling you now. Now that you have had it, decide I'm going, I'm going another way. I'm, you take grace to help you in time of need. Yes, change. I'm changing. 
every now and then you decide that you're going to fornicate. It's like, my, myself has come. Myself animals have come. It's time to, like, now, uh, and then you go and do something and you come back. Every now and then you go and do something and you come back. Every now and then you go and do something and come back. And it's like, when you come and report, we say, oh, it's fine, so everything is okay. It's not fine, no. It's not fine. It is not fine. It is not well. It is not well. It is not well. Have you heard that song before? Uh -huh. It is not, it's not fine. It is not fine. Yeah. It's not supposed to be like that. God doesn't like it. God is against it. God is against it. How do you honor God? Do what he says to do. If you honor me, I will also honor you. If you despise me, you'll be lightly esteemed. Yes. You will be lightly esteemed. It's just time. You'll be surprised. So don't, don't, don't hide. Yes. Who hasn't made a mistake before? We have all been, we've all made mistakes before. But decide that this mistake is done. We are not going along this line again. It's a personal decision you make. It is a decision you make. Yes. It is a decision you make. I made that decision a long time ago. Many years ago. When we are entering 2000. Those of you who are alive during that time. There was so much happening. Like Jesus is coming. I was like, hey. Let me take Jesus to us. It's finished. Lord, I, I surrender. I was born again, but I was fooling around. I said, Lord. I was just a small boy. Yo. 99, I was what? How old was I? I was just 14 years old. 19, I was just 14 years old. Yeah, 14 years. You think teenagers don't know things. Hello, Balaba. Yeah, we just delivered a 14-year-old girl of a baby just a few days ago. 14-year-old. We found her pregnant. Am I lying? Those of you know. We found her pregnant and we had to organize for her to give birth properly. Yesterday, you went to get her out of the hospital. She's 14. She's, she has given birth. Yes, sharp. And a 20-year-old is the one who, who impregnated her. And then say, yeah. So as a teenager, I knew some things. And I had to decide that it is finished. It is what? Finish. It is finished. I'm living, for the Lord. I'm living for the Lord. If I had not made that decision, I would not be standing here as your pastor. Never. Oh, yes. The destiny God had for me would have gone off. And that's, that's the risk. That's what you are doing to yourself. You are prolonging your days. Like you are prolonging your journey. Oh, you are, you, are, you are cleaning your destiny gradually. That's what you are doing. You know? All the glorious things that God has for you, you, you are taking eraser. You are cleaning it. I tell you, busy cleaning it, wiping it off. Wiping it off. You don't like what God wants for you. Meanwhile, God says, I know the plans I have for you, say the Lord. They are thoughts of good to bring you to an expected end. Jeremiah 29 verse 11, isn't it? Yeah, look at it. Let's look at it. But you have good plans for yourself. You have decided that I will wipe it off. I will wipe it off. Yeah. For I know the thoughts I think toward you, say the Lord. Thoughts of peace. You are bringing yourself into war. What brings human beings? You see, you are, you are aborting babies. And it's like it's nothing. It's nothing. You have aborted one. And you will not stop. You are going to two. Then you go to... There was a lady in church who had done... Seven abortions when I'm when we met her. She had, she had done six. She had done six when we met her. Then we spoke to her, we got her born again. She became fine. You know her. She became fine. Then she was there. She said, hmm, Will I be able to have a child? I've done seven, six abortions. Will I be able to have a child? 
So she went to have, have sex again. Just continue, and then she got pregnant. Just to prove that she can get pregnant. And when she got pregnant, she took that baby out. You see, you have changed your destiny. You have changed what? Your destiny. Yes. She's married now. She has a, she has a child now. She has a child. But you have changed your destiny. I don't know if you get it. Yes. You have changed the perfect thing that God had for you. God has forgiven you, but you, you, you have changed, you have changed a lot of, that is what happened to Eli and to his sons. They changed what God has said concerning them. Yes. They changed everything. They changed everything. Yes. They changed everything forever. If I had not said no, I'm telling you that, I'm telling you about, about my life. If you won't tell me about you, I'm telling you about me. And some of you always say, how are you? First, everything is fine. Meanwhile, you are opening your leg. Your leg is 190 degrees open somewhere. You have four boyfriends. And everybody's sleeping with you. And you think it's, it's like you are woke. We are in a new generation. It's a very woke, woke generation now. The, the what? The, the, you are the desired one. Boys like you. Very soon you will see. Hey! Do you like my message or don't like it? Should I keep, should I keep talking? Yeah. Let's invite my wife to come and say something. Hallelujah. <laughs> there are some things that Pastor said that are very important. This generation is like the lack of the fear of God is causing a lot of problem for us and for a lot of people. Okay. He mentioned something about um, nice girls having problems. It's not really true like that. Reason being that if you, you pray a lot and you study the word, foolish people won't come close because you repel them. There's something about you that they can't come close. When they see you, they respect you. When they see you, they are shy. Do you understand? So it's not about your beauty. Or, that means there's something wrong with you. That means you are doing something that is not right. We have all been to school before. We have all encountered men before. How come we didn't have so much of these problems? We are not ugly people. <laughs> no, you're dressing. You are wearing clothes that are suggestive. Look, let me tell you something. In the, in the, what fashion something something. Look, we have to be careful. If you wear, the jeans, wear something long. You can look nice and decent. I can't understand why now you can't look nice and decent at the same time. It's, it beats my mind. We've been to school before. We all have interesting testimonies. I'll say this. I've never said this in public before. When I was in SS2, one of my teachers proposed to me. It broke me. I couldn't study. It was one of my best subjects. I started to decline in it because when the teacher came, I couldn't look at his face. And he seemed to be enjoying the fact that he had gotten some power. So I had a friend. I wanted her to come even for the naming yesterday, but she said she had to be at work. She was a very prayerful lady up till now. So... I realized I couldn't tell anybody. I told one friend, but she didn't know what to do. It's like, yeah, 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 can't do anything, can't report, because she hasn't, what are you reporting? So I told this other friend, she was, 
fellowship, the one of the leaders. And she prayed with me and she said, forgive him. So when I, I told her, it left my heart. And then I started moving with the fellowship people. We're praying, we're fasting, we're studying the word. Then I started picking up in class again. And so the man was shocked, like, ah, what's happening? Oh, I've forgiven him. So it's like, he's my back case. I, he's not, this is in SS. So I started doing well again. One day, I was walking with my friend. I'll see my greet him. Hello, sir. And I, so it was very surprised because the first time he saw how he shook me. Then he called me and he said, Yvonne, I'm very, very sorry. Please forgive me. I said, I forgive you a long time ago. Then he would invite me and his friends and my friends to his house. He had a wife and children. But I had forgiven him and he became my friend. So this is what I'm saying. In university, I never had any of these challenges because I was fully into church, not just coming to church, praying the word. Like when you hear those stories, it is very far from you because you carry an aura. You carry an aura that's almost feral. They are shy of you. I always say this to my, my husband when I was in ONG, okay? I think they used to say, ONG doctors, you know ONG doctors, their language is something else. You know, because they work with ladies, their language is not the best. You know, it's, it's very crass, if I should put it that way. But I think I didn't even understand some of the, the hidden meanings of some of the things. Mean, meaning, so, I, so one day I remember we're having a word round. Then one of my, when you do ONG, you realize that um, women can lie. So you realize they don't trust women. <laughs> so we're going for one of the rounds. Then one of the bosses said, there are no virgins in this world, though. Then one of my bosses said, hey, so you, you don't think everyone is a virgin? Then, you know, it, I, I was very surprised because I was like, ah, where did that one come from? Because we are in a round, you know, and I realized maybe I was giving off a certain aura. Some of my bosses would come to me and say, and talk about their problems to me. So that I will offer counsel. I'm a student. And they are my seniors. So what you do in your closet shows. What you do in your closet shows. So this, no, the things, the times have not changed. God hasn't changed. The devil hasn't changed. You have to do what you are supposed to do. If you have a strong fellowship with the Holy Spirit, wherever you go, you carry that presence. That, look, the bat is the devil, right? It's still the devil and God, isn't it? It hasn't changed. It's still the devil and God. And when the devil sees God, he moves back. It's the same thing. So you have to change it. When you are so self-conscious, it's me. And how do I look? I'm beautiful. I'm looking at myself. Look, the number of times, honestly, those selfie videos, every mm, something. <laughs> you have to be careful, though. Look at your heart. There's something wrong. So much self. So much self. I've always wondered how come I can't do it. Because I thought, oh, it's cool. Then I try something. Mm, this thing, what is the meaning of this? You know, I can do it and put it on my phone, but then put it for everybody to see. And then try and pose this. No, check yourself. What, who are you posing for? That you have put on the social media. 
So if you are getting calls, what's, why are you surprised? Why are you surprised? Why are you doing what you are doing? Yeah, you are marketing yourself. So if you are getting um, people who want to buy, why are you surprised? So you have to work on yourself. Be careful. No, be careful. Don't, it's not everything that the world is doing that you follow. You are not of the same line. You are not in the same group. So when things come and people are following, don't just follow. You are exercising on social media. Goodness. You are wearing tights and you are squatting. What do you want? What are you doing? What is the point? What is the point? I don't get it. Don't just learn what everybody is doing. You are different. So, Pastor, please continue. I just wanted to come and say this. Because... Hallelujah. That's the first part of my message, isn't it? No. Focus on the word. Focus on prayer. It will make your life beautiful. Don't bomb your, your life. Don't change the peaceful life into something else. Don't bring evil to your own life. You are bringing evil. That is it. That is it. And mind you, when it's like everything is going well, you don't think that everything is fine. You are getting money. Everything is flowing. Everything is okay. You are doing fully. Everything is fine. You are being fattened for a special kill. That's, that's the truth. You are being fattened for a special kill. When the time comes for you to be brought out to be roasted, you'll be surprised that, hey, how did I get here? Yeah. Hallelujah. Anna God. Tell me about Anna God. Yeah, God must find you. God is always looking around as to who he will use to do what? Do you see? The next Catherine Coleman's are sitting here. It's the truth. The next Deborah's and Amy Simple McPherson's are here. It's the truth. Yeah, God wants to use you mightily. But there are some things that it does not, it does not work with you, God using you. It doesn't work with it. It's the truth. You, it doesn't work with it. You can't combine the two. You can't combine the two. If you don't keep yourself, it's not going to work. You must have some fear. Some fear. If I don't do what God wants you to do, I'll miss some things. Yes. So just try and imagine some of the things that you have missed already. Already. Why did Joseph say no? All of Joseph's dream that God had given would have been bombed out completely. Ask uh, uh, Simon. Do you know Simon? Joseph's, uh, J- Jacob's first son. Jacob's first son was sleeping with Jacob's wife. Yeah. He was sleeping with Jacob's wife. Jacob's, uh, like his brother's, his brother's mother. Do you get it? Yes, that's the, that's the one he liked. Genesis 49. 49.4. Let's read it. He was the firstborn. Hmm? Reuben. He says, thou art my firstborn. Reuben, you are my firstborn. You are my firstborn. And the firstborn is the one who inherits the, the birthright. And inherits the blessing. He had a destiny, glorious destiny. And he sport it with his own hands. That's why God is talking to you like this. Yes. Reuben, thou art my firstborn, my might. This is your capacity. You are my might. And the beginning of my strength. 
the excellency of dignity. This is your life. You are the excellency of dignity. Let's read other verses so we understand what he's talking about. Reuben, you are my first or my might. The beginning, the first of my, my manly strength and vigor. Your birthright gave you, your birthright gave you the preeminence in dignity and the preeminence in power. This is it. This is Reuben. This is Reuben. This is Reuben. Look at the next verse. He says, unstable as water, but unstable and boiling over like water, you shall not excel. You shall not excel. You see, J Jacob was speaking the mind of God. That's why it's in the Bible. He was speaking the mind of God. Jacob was a prophet. He was speaking the mind of God concerning Reuben. Unstable as water, you shall not prevail and have the preeminence of the firstborn. Why? Why? Because you went to your father's bed. You defiled it. He, he went into my, to my couch. You went into my couch. You, you went to sleep with my, my, my wife. When he was doing it, he thought he was doing it secretly, secretly. Secretly. But his father was seeing it. So the birthright moved from him all the way to Joseph, who was number 11. The second one, you see, uh, uh, there were two guys, I've forgotten their names. They, it's, it's Simon, Simon and Levi. Eh? He says, you guys committed murder. You were deceitful. The Simeon and Levi are brothers. Equally headstrong, deceitful, vindictive, and cruel. Their source are weapons of violence. All of them, all one by one, everybody, and how they bombed themselves from inheriting the, the, the birthright and having the destiny of God show forth in their lives. They destroyed everything with their actions and inactions, with their insults and not honoring, and all of that. Reuben did not honor his father. That's why he did what he did. All of them, one by one, some of them came together and sold their brother into slavery and deceived their father. That, oh, your son is dead. Meanwhile, he was alive in, in Egypt. They were not afraid to deceive their father. There are some things we do that destroy. You destroy everything that God has planned. You destroy everything. It's the truth. Take, take my word for it. It's the, what does, you are destroying your life. You are destroying your destiny. Stop doing, oh, I don't know what happens to me. You know what happens to you. The earlier you, it's like your behavior so you are the only one who has had such a problem. I just told you. I had to make a decision. I'm not going to go along this line. Because God showed it to me clearly. You are going to destroy your, your destiny. God showed it to me. You are going to destroy your destiny. Yes, it's not your fault that you got some of these things. But, decide that you're not going to go along that line. Yeah. Yeah. I've had people strip naked for me. Yes, strip. Make calls. It's not a small thing. Wow. Years ago, I told somebody, oh, I've missed it's been a long time. Oh, can you send me a picture so I see your face? It's been a long time since I saw you. It's been like two years since I saw you. She sent me a naked picture. She sent me a naked picture. Sharp. I said, wow. I wanted to see your face. Not your body. Thank you very much. Yeah. And when I said, can you imagine? When I said no to her. When I said no to her. The next day, I got an opportunity I would never have had in my life. Yeah. When you say no. You see, because you're participating in certain things there. Eh, it's you're ignoring certain things. It's the truth. It's just the truth. You are sacrificing your destiny. That's what you're doing. I've seen it happening in my life clearly. Over the years at different times. Yeah, when some people throw themselves, someone cuts me, trying to kiss me and do things. Hey, I said, hey, sister. And I got, I got a call. I got, I told you sometime ago, I got two calls. One from a certain man ago, another from a certain man ago. At that time, two missed calls. Pa, pa. I said, you see, these are men. You see, God's eyes on me, please. I beg you. <laughs> yeah, if you, if, if you are not smart, eh, 
you will lose your destiny to fornication. You will lose your destiny to adultery. You will lose your destiny to lying. You will lose your destiny to stealing. You will lose your destiny to pride. You will lose your destiny to so many things. Dishonoring God. You will be shocked. You will be shocked. There are some two men of God in this country. One is doing very well now. Very well. He's all over the world. Someone who taught him and who he respects very well has stayed in a very small place. And this man of God was tipped to be the greatest at that time. Many years ago. This is about 30 years ago. He was tipped to be the, he was going to be the greatest. But he's in a very small place now. Why? Because of some of the things I'm talking about. Yeah. Not caring to preserve himself. You get it? Yeah. He's destroyed. He's making noise, but it's not going anywhere. It's not going anywhere. This one is not making noise. When he says hallelujah, it becomes something. Hallelujah, everybody's listening. Praise the Lord, everybody's listening. Yeah. When you start destroying, tarnishing the vessel that God wants to use, you are tarnishing what you are you are taking your destiny away. So let some fear come into your heart. Let the fear of God, the fear of losing something. I'm going to lose something. It's not just, let's just kiss and say goodnight. Let's just have sex. We'll, we'll confess to the Lord and everything will be fine. Yes, you will have sex. you confess to the Lord. Everything will be fine. But everything will not be fine. You have destroyed your own destiny. You are using your razor, I tell you. You are wiping out all the things God has written concerning you. So young people, be smart. You may not marry the one you are, you are, you are supposed to marry. You may not marry the one you are supposed to marry. Because, you see, the one you are going to marry, the one that God has destined for you to marry, or the one that has been prepared for you, the first that God has prepared for you, okay, is a vessel that is praying for someone who is a certain way, and you are destroying that vessel. You get it? You are destroying, oh, he's not seeing it. He's not seeing it. Whoever he is, when I meet him, will, will connect. He's not seeing So you are just doing some things. Now, free bonto is my body. It's your body. Take it. Be happy. You are doing some things all over the place. You are dancing different types of dance. Different styles. You know all the styles. That person will not be able to do those styles. So, you have missed the person. You are on your way to another person. Who is third or fourth best. And you, you, you are fourth best. So, you match each other. And then you have a very powerful marriage. Wow. wow. Yeah. So, destiny is, at, destiny is at stake. Destiny is at stake. Destiny is what is at stake. All those who are doing all kinds of things. Des destiny. They are bombing them. They are bombing themselves. If they were supposed to go all the way, if America was supposed to, to hear their name, they've bombed themselves uh, to Togo. Only they, their name will go by to go to Togo. It don't go beyond Togo. Honor God. And you honor you. Honor God. And you honor you. If you honor him, you honor you. Rise up on your feet and thank God for what I shared with you. Lift up your hands. Tell the Lord to help me. That's, that's the prayer. Help me, Lord. Help me. Help me. Father, help me make a decision for you today. Help me make a decision for you today, Lord. I want to live for you. I want to live for you, Lord. I want to live for you, Lord. I want to be spiritual. Help me be spiritual. I realize I'm too carnal. I'm too fleshly. I'm too fleshly. Lord, help me. 
He says he gives grace to the humble. And he's sitting on the throne of grace. Maybe you have done some things in the past. Tell God, God forgive me. Forgive me. Forgive me. Help me put my, my destiny in perspective. Pray for the spirit of the fear of the Lord. To envelope your heart from today. That you will be careful. You will be afraid. Of crossing certain thresholds. Crossing certain thresholds. No matter what. You will not cross certain thresholds. Lord, I don't want to burn my destiny. Help me. Help me. I don't want to be like Reuben. Who had plenty of ability and never had it showing forth. Lord, help me. Lord, help me. Lord, help me. Help me pray more. Help me hear more. Help me study more. Help me become more spiritual than I am now. Lord, help me. Lord, help me. I'm seeing where I'm faltering. Help me, Lord. Help me become more stable in my dealings with you. In my considerations of your presence in my life. Help me, honor you, Lord. Help me, honor you, Lord. Help me, honor you, Lord. I don't want to wipe away my destiny. I don't want to wipe away my destiny. Father, help me. Father, help me. I want you to find a vessel that is worthy and honorable for your use in me. A vessel that is worthy and honorable for your use in me. Legadaba Maloho Shegedebe. Remadada. 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 Help me, Lord. Help me make a decision for you. Help me make this decision for you. To keep my vessel, which is your vessel. To honor you with my life. To honor you with my body. To honor you with my mind. To honor you with my heart. In the name of the Lord Jesus. Le Baradaba. Le Dabaraba. Le Dabaraba. Le Gadaba. I receive grace, Lord. Receive grace, receive grace, receive grace, receive grace to go where God wants you to go, to go where God wants you to go. In the name of the Lord Jesus. Nando logo shagadaba, le dogadaba, le dogodaba daba, ma degedebe, ma degedebe, ma degedebe, ma degedebe, ma degedebe, ma degedebe, ma degedebe. Father, thank you for your children. I pray for everyone. I pray, O oh Lord, for grace for all of us to keep ourselves. To honor you with our vessel. In the name of the Lord Jesus. Father, thank you that you will find vessels of honor in us. In the name of the Lord Jesus. Help us respect your word. Respect your counsel. Respect your commandments. Respect what you say. Help us not despise your, your words. We receive grace to stay. Grace to live for you. 
thank you that you will find in us vessels of glory and vessels of power. Thank you that none of us will miss our destinies. Thank you that we are running on course. Running on the calendar that you have for us. Daily to your glory. Amen in Jesus name. Amen. God bless you for listening. We pray that the word of God will be rooted and grounded in your heart as you give attention to the word. Kindly follow Pastor T and Love Economy Church on all social networks for more of God's word. Don't forget to subscribe to the Pastoti podcast. Simply search for Pastoti on any podcast app. Plug in and enjoy God's word. Visit our website at loveeconomychurch.org for more information. God bless.